This is The Current Noise. I'm Francis Watts. The Current Noise. Top stories for today. The baked good company Pillsbury pulled all advertisements for its new campaign last week when the brand new ads came under fire for its brand new mascot, the Pillsbury Dome Man. Pillsbury said in a statement, We thought it was a good idea, but it wasn't. People were a little weirded out, and we're sorry for all that. Here's some audio of one of the now pulled advertisements. Those cookies look delicious. We have made some fine baked goods together. I am the Pillsbury Joe Man and no longer a boy. Please do not mind the fact that I am six feet tall and the size of a regular human man. I will need a much bigger chef's hat. Please, human, touch my belly. Poke my belly and I shall laugh. Ha ha. Nothing says lovin' like something from the oven. I am the Pillsbury Joe Man. Are you a fan of the Brady Bunch and want a reunion? Well, if so, keep waiting. Almost every network released a statement today that a Brady Bunch reunion is not happening for the following reasons. All of the cast and crew are either dead, uninterested, or in many, many cases, both. A man in Missouri stopped his year-long hunger strike yesterday. He had never revealed why he was on the hunger strike until yesterday when he revealed he would not eat until Nelson Mandela was released from prison. When it was explained to him that not only had Mandela been released from prison and had been elected president of South Africa and had passed away a beloved statesman and public figure, the man replied, fuck. He's now at a Buffalo Wild Wings. And finally, Steve in Borum Hill, your Lyft driver is outside. He keeps calling you. Please go downstairs now. He's not sure if you've turned your phone off, or you can't find it, but he's downstairs. Those are today's top stories. Last episode, we told you about a vault in Ohio that stored thousands upon thousands of banned comics. Now, we return to that vault with our correspondent, Delbert Pearson. This is Compromised Comics. Salutations, dear listeners. It is I, world-renowned comic historian Delbert Pearson, and this is Compromise Comics. Today we open history's vault once more to uncover a comic strip so heinous, so vile, so depraved, that possession of it should be tried in The Hague. Let's take a look. Today's strip comes from the mind of noted cartoonist Mort Walker. Yes, that's right, Beetle Bailey. The date, October 3rd, 1968. The title, Beetle's Big Blunder. Oh, and look at this, another Sunday edition. What fun. Our strip begins with a perpetually feckless private Beetle Bailey napping in a hammock made from a parachute. It seems like Beetle is up to his old tricks again. In the following panel, Sergeant Snorkel, the authoritarian ying to Beetle's yang, angrily bursts forth from the nearby bushes. He shouts, Beetle! at the top of his lungs. What has Beetle done this time? Perhaps he's graffitied a tank? 
Or perhaps he's stolen another can of peaches from the mess hall. Let's find out. Beetle wakes up confused and yawns widely. He sure knows how to push the sergeant's buttons, that's for sure. Suddenly, his superior produces a Viet Cong flag and armband with Beetle's name on it. Uh-oh, Beetle Bailey, what have you done? Treason, the sergeant shouts. We cut to the final panel where Beetle is convicted of treason under the Espionage Act in an army court in Da Nang. His punishment? Execution. Splendid. Back into the vault from whence you came, Beetle, never to be seen again. That is, until the police find me weeks after I have passed. Thus concludes another episode of Compromise Comics. Once again, I am Delbert Pearson. Goodbye for now, dear listeners. Thank you, Delbert Pearson, and we will be right back after this. The Current Noise is brought to you by Human Litter Boxes. Designed by NASA scientists who hated toilets, human litter boxes require no water, no flushing, and no mess. Why should cats have all the fun of pooping and peeing in a box? Never wait for a bathroom again. And let bathroom time become family time. As an XL size box can hold up to six people at once. Go to humanlitterboxes.com and enter the promo code NOISE at checkout to get free shipping. The future of bathrooms starts meow with the human litter box. The Current Noise is a proud member of the New York Podcast Alliance. And when you're a part of that alliance, you give some of your podcasting time to the other shows in the alliance. Here's a segment from the show New York City Ghost Stories, where Amy, an intern at a New York City theater, gets visited by a ghost. It was about two years ago, and I got a job as an intern at the Carol Churchill Theater for Good Plays. Every night I would have to close up the theater after everybody had gone home, turn off the lights and uh, do an extra sweep of the theater, whatnot. And on one particular night, I had just turned the last light off, except for, of course, the ghost light, which we leave on, which is just a light at the back of the stage that you leave on all night for the, for the theater ghost, as they say. The funny thing is, I didn't know there was an actual ghost. So I had just finished closing up and I was about to head out and lock the door of the theater in the back when uh, the theater just became ice cold. I thought that was unusual. There were no doors open. I was very confused. And I just got this feeling like, I'm not alone. And then the ghost light at the back of the stage started flickering. So I thought, maybe it's a loose bulb or something. So I went over to check it out and see if I could screw it back in. And as I walk backstage behind the first set of curtains, I turn and standing there is a man. And he's wearing a Civil War-style soldier's uniform. And I just said the only thing I could think of, what do you want? He gestured to a bench that was part of our set for the current production of Vinegar Tom. And I knew somehow that he meant for me to sit. 
So I sat on the bench and somehow on that bench was the script of a play. And I picked it up and then I turned my head and just like that, he's sitting next to me on the bench. And he said in this very raspy voice, run lines with me. Let's run lines. And I see what I'm holding in my hand is the script of a play. And the title of the play is, Oh, What a Civil War That Was. I'm compelled to start running lines with this ghost. So we started running lines for the first scene. And my first impression was just like, Wow, this is a bad play. Like, it seemed like the play maybe was supposed to be a comedy, but it wasn't fun. It was kind of awkward, the jokes weren't landing, and he could not get past the first few lines without completely blanking. That was another thing. Whenever he messed up a line, I would have to restart the scene from the top. Again, I have to start over. Could he have just run this, like, on his own a few more times before asking somebody to go over it with him? But he didn't just make me read his cue lines. He made me read all of the other characters in the scenes. And I would have to switch voices for each character. Or else it threw him off for some reason. He needed to be able to vocally differentiate between all of the other characters that were talking when he wasn't talking. I would do whole scenes that he wasn't even in. Because he had to get a sense of the whole story arc from start to finish. Somehow, he gets through the whole thing once with no mistakes. And then he's like, Hey, would you mind uh, if I just did that one more time and you could tape it so I can have it for my reel? And that's when I left. Please don't go. And when I got back to the theater in the morning... I uh, see the theater manager coming through, and uh, and I stopped her and I said, Hey, uh, the craziest thing happened to me last night. I think I saw a ghost. And she tells me, in 2011, six and a half, seven years ago, they did this play, and it was called Oh, What a Civil War That Was. And the lead actor in that play was a man named Peter Kingsforth. She said, you know the Kingsforth family of the camper van fortune? And according to local legend, he was memorizing his lines late one night in the theater. And he had his script up in front of his face so he couldn't see. And uh, at some point he was so deep into his script that he missed the edge of the stage and he just stepped forward and fell off. And that's not funny, but it did remind me that, oh, yeah, he did have a gaping head wound. And uh, after that, I never worked late again. The theater manager understood. I just don't have time for diva ghosts. This has been The Current Noise. We'll see you next week. However, before we go, 
friend of the Current Noise podcast, Leo Kotke, has re-released all of his albums, 100% remastered and 100% completely out of tune. Here is the Ice Miner, 100% remastered and 100% out of tune. See you later. Thank you.